Nehemiah chapter 1, a prayer of Nehemiah. These are the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakliah. It so happened that in the month of Kislev, in the twentieth year, I was in Susa, the citadel. Hanani, who is the one of my relatives, along with some of the men from Judah, came to me and I asked them about the Jews who had escaped and had survived the exile and about Jerusalem. They said to me, the remnant that remains from the exile there in the province are experiencing considerable adversity and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem lies breached and its gates have been burned down. When I heard these things, I sat down abruptly, crying and mourning for several days. I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Then I said, Please, O Lord, God of heaven, great and awesome God, who keeps his loving covenant with those who love him and obey his commandments, may your ear be attentive and your eyes be open to hear the prayer of your servant that I am praying to you today throughout both day and night, on behalf of your servants, the Israelites. I am confessing the sins of the Israelites that we have committed against you. Both I myself and my family have sinned. We have behaved corruptly against you, not obeying the commandments, the statutes and the judgments that you commanded your servant Moses. Please recall the word you commanded your servant Moses. If you act unfaithfully, I will scatter you among the nations." But if you repent and obey my commandments and do them, then even if your dispersed people are in the most remote location, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen for my name to reside. They are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your mighty strength and by your powerful hand. Please, Lord, listen attentively to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who take pleasure in showing respect to your name. Grant your servants success today and show compassion to me in the presence of this man. Now I was the cupbearer for the king. Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah is permitted to go to Jerusalem. Then in the month of Nisan, in the twentieth month of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought to me, I took the wine and gave it to the king. Previously I had not been depressed in the king's presence, so the king said to me, Why do you appear to be depressed when you aren't sick? So can this be other than sadness of heart? This made me very fearful. I replied to the king, O king, live for ever. Why would I not appear dejected when the city with the graves of my ancestors lies desolate and the gates destroyed by fire? The king responded, What is it you are seeking? Then I quickly prayed to the God of heaven and said to the king, If the king is so inclined and if your servant has found favour in your sight, dispatch me to Judah, to the city with the graves of my ancestors, so that I can rebuild it. Then the king, with his consort sitting beside him, replied, How long would your trip take, and when would you return? Since the king was pleased to send me, I gave him a time. I said to the king, If the king is so inclined, let him give me letters for the governors of Trans-Euphrates that will enable me to travel safely until I reach Judah, and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's nature preserve, so that he will give me timber for the beams for the gates of the fortress adjacent to the temple, and for the city wall, and for the house to which I go. 
So the king granted me these requests, for the good hand of God was on me. Then I went to the governors of Trans-Euphrates, and I presented to them the letters from the king. The king had sent with me officers of the army and horsemen. When Sambalat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, heard all this, they were very displeased that someone had come to seek benefit for the Israelites. Nehemiah arrives in Jerusalem. So I came to Jerusalem. When I had been there for three days, I got up during the night along with a few men who were with me, but I did not tell anyone what my God was putting on my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no animals with me except for the one I was riding. I proceeded through the valley gate by night in the direction of the Well of Dragons and the Dung Gate, inspecting the walls of Jerusalem that had been breached and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. I passed on to the gate of the well in the king's pool, where there was not enough room for my animal to pass with me. I continued up the valley during the night inspecting the wall. Then I turned back and came to the valley gate, and so returned. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I had been doing, for up to this point I had not told any of the Jews, or the priests, or the nobles, or the officials, or the rest of the workers. Then I said to them, You see the problem that we have. Jerusalem is desolate and its gates burned. Come on, let's rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so that this reproach will not continue. Then I related to them how the good hand of my God was on me and what the king had said to me. Then they replied, let's begin rebuilding right away. So they readied themselves for this good project. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard all this, they derided us and expressed contempt toward us. They said, What is this you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? I responded to them by saying, The God of heaven will prosper us. We his servants will start the rebuilding. But you have no just or ancient right in Jerusalem. Nehemiah chapter 3 Then Eliashib, the high priest, and his priestly colleagues arose and built the sheep gate. They dedicated it and erected its doors, working as far as the Tower of the Hundred and the Tower of Hananel. The men of Jericho built adjacent to it, and Zakur, son of Imri, built adjacent to them. The sons of Hazaniah rebuilt the fish gate. They lay its beams and positioned its doors, its bolts, and its bars. Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hakoz, worked on the section adjacent to them. Meshulam, son of Berechiah, the son of Meshabel, worked on the section next to them. And Zadok, son of Bana, worked on the section adjacent to them. The men of Tekoa worked on the section adjacent to them. But their town leaders would not assist with the work of their master. Joida, son of Paseah, and Meshulam, son of Bezadiah, worked on the Jeshana gate. They laid its beams and positioned its doors, its bolts and its bars. Adjacent to them worked Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Merothonite, who were men of Gibeon and Mizpah. Their towns were under the jurisdiction of the governor of Trans-Euphrates. Uziel, son of Harariah, a member of the Goldsmiths' Guild, worked on a section adjacent to him. Hananiah, a member of the Perfumers' Guild, worked on the section adjacent to him. They plastered the city wall of Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. 
Raphiah, son of Hur, head of the half-district of Jerusalem, worked on the section adjacent to them. Jediah, son of Harumaf, worked on the section adjacent to them opposite his house. And Hattush, son of Hashabaniah, worked on the section adjacent to him. Malkijai, son of Harim, and Hashub, son of Pathmob Moab, worked on another section, and the Tower of the Ovens. Shalom, son of Halohesh, head of the half-district of Jerusalem, worked on the section adjacent to him, assisted by his daughters. Hanun and the residents of Zenoah worked on the valley gate. They rebuilt it and positioned its doors, its bolt and its bars, and in addition to working on 1,500 feet of the wall as far as the dung gate. Malkijah, son of Rechab, head of the district of Beth Hakarem, worked on the dung gate. He rebuilt it and positioned its doors, its bolts and its bars. Shalun, son of Kol Jose, head of the district of Mizpah, worked on the fountain gate. He rebuilt it, put on its roof and positioned its doors, its bolts and its bars. In addition, he rebuilt the wall of the pool of Shiloham by the royal garden as far as the steps that go down from the city of David. Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, head of a half-district of Bethzur, worked after him as far as the tombs of David and the artificial pool and the house of the warriors. After him the Levites worked, Rehum, son of Dani, and after him Hashbahiah, head of the half-district of Keliar, for his district. After him their relatives worked, Binuai, son of Henadad, head of a half-district of Keliah. Adjacent to him, Ezer, son of Jeshua, head of Mizpah, worked on another section opposite the ascent to the armory at the buttress. After him, Baruch, son of Zebai, worked on another section from the buttress to the door of the house of Elishib, the high priest. After him, Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hakoz, worked on another section from the door of Elishib's house to the end of it. After him the priests worked, men of a nearby district. After them Benjamin and Hashub worked opposite their house. After them Azariah, son of Messiah, the son of Ananiah, worked near his house. After him Binuai, the son of Henadad, worked on another section and the house of Azariah to the buttress and the corner. After him, Palal, son of Uzai, worked opposite the buttress and the tower that protrudes from the other palace of the court of the guard. After him, Pedadiah, son of Parosh, and the temple servants who were living on Ophel, worked up to the area opposite the water gate toward the east and the protruding tower. After them, the men of Tekoa worked on another section from opposite the great protruding tower to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests worked, each in front of his house. After them, Zadok, son of Imma, worked opposite his house. And after them, Shemaiah, son of Shechaniah, guard at the east gate, worked. After him, Hananiah, son of Shelmiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalaf, worked on another section. After them, Meshulam, son of Berechiah, worked opposite his quarters. After him, Malkijah, one of the goldsmiths, worked as far as the house of the temple servants and the traders, 
opposite the inspection gate and up to the room above the corner. And between the room above the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and traders worked. Revelation chapter 5, the opening of the scroll. Then I saw in the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne a scroll, written on the front and back and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a powerful angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. So I began weeping bitterly because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. Thus he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw standing in the middle of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the middle of the elders a lamb that appeared to have been killed. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders threw themselves to the ground before the Lamb. Each of them had a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They were singing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were killed and at the cost of your own blood you have purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, people and nation. You have appointed them as a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels in a circle around the throne as well as the living creatures and the elders. Their number was ten thousand times ten thousand, thousands times thousands, all of whom were singing in a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was killed to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven, on earth, under the earth, in the sea, and all that is in them singing, to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise, honour, glory and ruling power for ever and ever. And the four living creatures were saying, Amen. And the elders threw themselves to the ground and worshipped.